electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Futures are steady amid a busy morning of news. The White House announcing that SPR release of crude oil. Uh, Europe's COVID wave intensifies and there's some pain in specialty retail. Uh, Yields are up a day after the Powell news and the VIX is approaching 20. Uh, so, Jim, we got a lot to work with uh, yeah. this morning. I guess you've been talking about the oils. You've been saying it's uh, demand-driven. You just said right. you'd buy Chevron here. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I talked to Mike Worth last week. Uh, he's the CEO of Chevron. I think he's doing a very good job. And he said, look, above 70. It's just fantastic for them. They don't need 80, 85. Uh, David, you know that opening a strategic petroleum reserve is a short-term solution. Uh, it's really COVID that they have to hope for to be, and who wants COVID to be stronger? But the travel numbers are, ex- are extraordinary. So I just think that this is all for naught, and that's what the stocks are reflecting. The stocks right now are in your face going higher. Right. right. That shows you it, 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 there's no staying power. Yeah, well, it's seen oftentimes as more of a political move yeah, as opposed to actually something that is strategic, right. so to speak. I thought you don't talk politics. Uh, I try not to. Yeah. It uh, doesn't seem to be great benefit in doing so. One of the beauties of what we do is that we don't have to well, do that, it very often. That's not, I mean, that was a kind of a joke. It's oh, it was. Pe- people, want, people want something lower. <laughs> they go to the supermarket. I mean, I don't know. I go to the supermarket. I was at the supermarket last night. And you I'm were? not. Yeah. All right. Why? I don't know. Sometimes I wonder. Really? Yeah. Okay. What were you picking up, Jim? Got a T-bone. Got it. What was the point? I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, okay. Well, the point is that the T-bone was about 30% more than I thought it was. <laughs> I mean, I got it. I'm looking at it. It's one. It's 1.12 pounds, okay? So I'm thinking, how could this be $24? This is like a $16 piece of meat. So, I mean, you go to the 17. So you go to the supermarket and you say, wow, what is going on? So then you go to the gas pump. Maybe you get a little break. That's what they want. That's why I say it's political. There. I, now, I know Becky's been focusing, and she's been absolutely right that Thanksgiving is more expensive. But as someone, you know, I'm lucky enough to be, I have means, but I look at prices, and it, prices are, they're much higher. And I think they should come lower, but who's going to make the steak come lower? What is it? You got to have more beef, you have more cows. We, we don't have a strategic beef reserve. Uh, no, but, we do not. But crude oil is down 10 bucks. Uh, well, from the high? They, they, we're know, on pace for the worst month in a year, Jim. Well, yeah. look, I didn't think oil got too high. Uh, had it stayed up there, I think there would have been some cheating among the American oils. There hasn't been, except for the private equity guys. But we have, uh, it, it, China has cut back dramatically. And Carl, I don't know, you, you know this, this Olympics world. And forget the politics of the Olympics. The Clean Sky Initiative may be related to some degree in China. To the Olympics. And they're not starting. I mean, I would have thought they would have started that like the week before. Uh-uh. 
They're really making an effort here, and that's causing oil to... Really good point. Maybe, although... They're going to want blue skies. Yeah, they are. But they're also still building plenty of coal plants. They they have energy energy shortages in various parts of the country. Um, Again, it goes back to the transition. So, you know, and they are the... They've increased their natural gas consumption, by the way, 28% a year annually for the last six years. Remember, that was bridge bridge fuel. Bridge fuel. Um, so don't under don't underestimate their ability to continue to build coal plants because that is still happening in that country. Why do they? Get- As for your first point, I think which is the most important one, this price is just fine for Exxon and Chevron and everybody else. Right. In fact, they're perfectly happy. Well, do you know the capex is down dramatically in, since oil was over 100 capital expenditures, and they're making so much more money. They, they figured out how to drill much more cheaply. They've, Chevron has so few employees. You can't believe it as a major company. So these oil companies have all changed their whole way of doing business. And they're going to be able to divert more capital potentially into their initiatives that are designed to reduce their carbon footprint. Yes. Um, still waiting. Chevron's made some goals. I think Exxon has told us they're going to be coming forward with some more uh, specific goals. Uh, and so we do anticipate that as well from that company. But... Uh, but this is good for them, and potentially, yeah. you could argue, as a result of how they're using the capital, uh, something that will actually help buoy their coming business right. that well, they at least talk a lot right. about and that could be conceivably become something really commercial and well, viable. I, I was asking Mike Worthcarl about whether uh, the initiatives, they went from $3 billion in, in, in for, let's say, for cleaner, okay, to uh, $10 billion. And I said, look, isn't this just to appease people? He goes, no, like, we got to be realistic. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things coming down the pike that makes it so that even though we're confident that gasoline will still be used, you know, they're not oblivious to the Tesla phenomenon. They're really not. Now, they won't point blank say it, but they have to do something. They have to have some other bet. And he's talking about this renewable natural gas, and it's for real. It is for real. I thought it was maybe just something to pie in the sky. But you can... You can you can recycle this stuff, and they're going to do it. And I think that that's going to be a very good way to be able to make it so that we figure out how to power trucks. Trucks being the biggest source of... Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much more plain it needs to be. GM says they're going to stop making gas engine vehicles right. in about 14 years. Well, I think that it's very interesting. What does GM diversify into? Boats. Yes. Boats, David. You saw that yesterday. I yeah. did, yeah. That was curious. Boats. Curious. Yeah, a little. Well, David Folks, who runs Brunswick, who comes on all the time, now they're, they're a boat maker. Yes, they are. They know how to make boats. They do. I got a Boston whale. I know you do. Well, he's questioned me when I've said, listen, why don't I have electric boats? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, GM's electric all in. Electric boats, electric flying, electric flying taxis. Yep. Oh, Joe. We're going to, boy, we're going to be pulling hard on the, uh, on the uh, grid. Yeah. In about 10 years, we better be ready. Well, I mean, that's we got, the, everything's going to be plugged in. Well, that's one of the big jokes about hydrogen power. Like, if you talk about hydrogen power, you go to Lindy, which is the largest producer of hydrogen. They'll tell you you need, like, 72 football fields worth of, uh, uh, of solar. You cannot make clean hydrogen without using a lot of electricity. So it's like kind of, well, you make clean hydrogen, but you'd make dirty skies because of the amount of electricity you need. There's a lot of, there's a lot of people saying a lot of stuff. About, about the environment that are just totally untrue. Right, but maybe to your point about the, the huge turn is why oil is relatively cheap versus other assets over good 20 piece. years. Yep. Uh, J.P. Morgan says in order to just get to the middle of a basket of inflation, you'd have to be at 115 today. Well, 
the late Aubrey McClendon always explained to me, he goes, okay, look, let's talk about, at that point, milk was the same price as gasoline. Let's talk about milk. Uh, Callous milk, you milk cow, send it to a truck, it goes into your supermarket. Gasoline has to get out of the ground, then it's got, oil gets out of the ground, okay? Then it's got to be piped somewhere or taken by truck or train to a refinery, which then is split in a lot of different ways. Then you truck it to a gas station. How can that be the same price as a cow? Now, by the way, Mike Worth admitted to me, cows pollute. Yes, they yes, do. Yes, they do. Yeah. Cows, not yes, they so do. good. Yep. Big methane, Mother Nature. Big methane emitters. Did you know that Mother it's Nature can. obeys the law of physics? I've heard that. Really? Yeah, I have. I got um, it from Jensen Speaking Ma. of the law of physics, we should talk about the market, don't you think, as well? Uh, oh, look, we uh, are talking about the market. We're I talking guess, about is that, is that one, that things be- that go up, come down? Is that yeah, we're talking about the, the market because the oil's the only ones that are going higher. They actually survived the big onslaught yesterday, it's which true. was, I think, some people think it's a two-year. But, David, I want to posit something, David. Was there some hedge fund that's short all this stuff and kind of got obliterated and capitulated at 10, a, at 10 a.m.? Were, I think there were a bunch of hedge funds that were short a lot of things. See, or, we talked about was the market. There were shorts, but there were longs. And, in fact, what? Uh, what, what, they say, what they're saying is people are overly positioned for more dovishness. Yes. There seemed to be a belief that it would be Brainerd, not Powell, and somehow that Powell is going to be more hawkish. Which is totally and untrue. So, Right, but doesn't mean that it stops hedge funds from so, believing it. And you had a lot of crowded hedge fund trades, and they got crushed. Right. Not yes, to mention really a lot of them had these consensus shorts that also then back up on them. And, and as e- usual, the hedge funds figure out a way not to make money, although, but they frankly, still get they've the charge. Made, they do, and they have made a great deal of money on their private investments this year. They don't tell you what the gain is from privates versus public equity, but were you to break it out, I think you would see hedge funds have not done well at all in their public equity investing, namely their stock picking, but they have made a lot of money, money on book, names yes. like Rivian, by the way, which is oh, now a public company, but many own it privately. People, people or not, Upstart or mem- Sentinel One, or I mean, you go through so many of these names yeah, that contributed good. so much to hedge fund performance. Well, I, I do want to point out that you can buy low multiple stocks. Uh, Morgan Stanley, uh, United Parcel. These are, by the way, these are very low multiple stocks when you look at them. Some of them are in your trust? Yeah. Centene, which is not. I think it's a very, very good. Co- How about J&J? So J&J decides, Alex, Alex Gorsky, is anyone here? Raise your hand if you think Alex Gorsky is a bad CEO. So he decides his last act is to split the company in two. Now, we'll be talking to Medtronic. Yes, later uh, in the show, we're going to talk right. to Medtronic. But J&J is going to give you a consumer products business that's very, very good. And then it's going to give you the fastest growing pharma. The stock is now t- down 10 straight points from where it announced this. And I just think, well, wait a second. You get a 2.7% yield, right, which is still good. Uh, you got the finest management. You got triple A balance triple sheet. Triple A balance sheet. One of the only ones. And, and it goes down, went down every day. What is this one? Right. And that is not, as your point is, it's not a huge growth multiple on this name. No. I mean, um, why not buy that? How about Morgan Stanley? Well, yeah, talk, kind of, they're waiting, you know, these, these splits, I mean, shrink to grow may still work from an execution standpoint, but it doesn't seem to be capturing the imagination of investors. But uh, the, GE also did not respond over GE, particularly well to its GE historic plan to break up. In the 99. Yeah. And yeah. you know who attacked it today? Who? Steve Tusa. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me something I didn't know. No. The, I know. He said the renewables business is... He comes up with these great numbers, $3 billion overvalued, and that it's not good under the CEO. 
He doesn't mention but, Culp's name, the CEO. Jim, you talk about names that are down and so many of the growth Are you going to mention Boeing? Down. I'm going to mention, no, I'm going to mention PayPal and Twitter and Snap and Chewy and Palantir and CRISPR and Virgin Galactic and Chegg. Um, Chegg's got hit a little, unless yeah, that was a 4 for one A split. little. I mean, Peloton. what do you do with some of these Peloton. names? And DraftKings and Robinhood and Bumble and Roku and Beyond Meat. Go on and on. Well, These things are all off 40% well, from Well, they were highs. part of an era. And, by the way, in a very recent period, let's call it the last eight weeks. Well, look, these are all now regarded as being areas where a lot of companies have come public and they actually have competition. There's not been competition in the payment space. Now there's competition. Beyond Meat, which did not deliver a good number at all. Well, you can have Oatly. Well, Oatly's doing badly. I met with Twitter last week. There are okay? there some of the numbers, by the way, gives you a sense as to what they are off. I met with Ned, recent highs. Ned Siegel, who's Fairly the recent. CFO. Yeah. And we were just, I, I was marveling. I said, look, business is pretty good. Stock is going back to near the price where Salesforce tried to buy it. But now there's no talk of takeover. Are there opportunities in these names, or are these representative of a very uh, narrow market? Well, I still keep I thinking mean, about it's like the, ten never, names that have powered never, almost fifty percent of the game. The, 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 the percentage of S and P names at one-year lows is at the highest since April of last no, year. No, this is a bad market in a lot of ways. Not, but it's also some could argue a market that's come down so much. Can't you find some bargains? Now I was working on Chegg yesterday because at twenty-five, and I keep coming back to that conference call where when when. Uh, Talking about pass fail, it, there's too many people taking pass fail. Definitely. Right, so they don't need the textbooks right. as much. Or they're just yeah. not going yeah. to school at all because they're, they're getting a great wage increases, at the, especially at the yeah, low end. They're not getting to go to school at all, or they're going to schools where they get A's. I mean, one of the things that that, that Dan Rosenzweig talked about, which is that teachers are now grading more easily. No, how's that? So, but you want to bet that that's going to be the case when things change? Maybe you get back into Chegg. Because people will not do pay. Maybe people go back to school. Or maybe you say, wait a second, school's $80,000 a year. I, I don't need to pay that if there's such good jobs. Chegg is really probably, I'm so glad you brought up Chegg because that may be the big conundrum. Like, how did that stock go from, you know, four times, it was four times higher? And I, I think the answer is, is that it shouldn't have been where it was. Uh, and, but I don't know if it can go back if the people don't, if it's a secular change about college. Well, when a, when a growth stock gets hit like this one did because it's no longer growing at anywhere near the rate, that's yeah, good it goes value. 115 to 25. But when does it become a value has. stock? At what point does it become a value stock? Well, or are there no value three. investors? Remember yeah. when it was three? Yeah. So there were a he lot of people who were He came on my show and he cried when it was three. Yep. Okay, I'm gonna, let's talk about the here and now because you are Mr. Market. Best Buy. Okay, Best Buy. It was not that bad. Okay. The guidance wasn't great, but Corey Barry keeps it low. Yeah. Corey Barry uh, will be joining us later in the show. Yeah, but not when I'm here. No, not when you're here. But people then say to me, Jim, have you seen the chart? Have you seen the chart? Well, suddenly everybody's a chartist. You know, people have like fundamentally, chart, be careful. It's not good. No, but, but William Sonoma had a quarter that was beautiful. The stock got hit, and now it's flying. Corey Barry has figured out a lot of supply chain issues. I want to own that stock. You want, to, you want a stock that reported an unbelievable quarter and, and, and stale? Dick's. Dick's quarter, I'm saying it was perfect. Perfect. What are you looking at? Um, we're hearing from, uh, from, said things are improving. Is that off the record? I don't know. 
One of the let's, 40 stocks we talked about. Yeah, not exactly. Improving. We'll let, we'll let Which one guess. is that, Microsoft? Let them guess. Is that, is that Nadella? I'll, is that I'll Nadella checking in? I'll ask him if that's off the record, and then if it's not, we'll tell I'm going to put him in the Wayback Machine, you know, because that's what Jensen Wong said. Did you watch it? I haven't the watched interview? it yet. I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to. He said it's... He wants to put me in the Wayback Machine? No. He said that time travel oh. is here. Time travel's here. Time Mr. Tra- Mr. Kramer and his boy Sherman? Yeah. His boy favorite. <laughs> yes. Only backwards, though. No. No, he'll take you forward. Oh, he will. Yeah, one night he stayed up because he was like, try- couldn't sleep, but he figured out how to put a man on Mars. We're going to get to futures here in a moment. Uh, as Jim said, we got a lot of retail to get to. Burlington, Urban, uh, Best Buy, A&F, AEO, Dick's, Dollar Tree. We'll talk some uh, COVID in Europe and currency volatility today with the Turkish Lira. Back in a minute. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. A lot going on in the world of retail, uh, watching COVID, of course, in Europe, which we'll talk about, and the energy complex with the SPR release. Futures have been pretty steady here. Uh, mixed, we'll keep an eye on big tech when the NASDAQ opens in about 12 minutes. Don't go away. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Welcome back. Nine minutes before we get to an opening bell. Let's squeeze in our mad dash. We didn't talk about Zoom and we talked about so many of these companies that were great growth stocks but this as well and are off their highs dramatically. This is another one of them, of course. This is paradigm. One of the great plays. 
during the pandemic, of course, and still putting up very strong numbers, yes, Jim, but decel- year over year, but decelerating decel- growth. Now, uh, one of the things that's happened that people have to understand at home is uh, these brokers all have price targets, and they never really lowered the price targets. So you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, excuse me, eight, nine, nine analysts cutting price targets tonight. So what do you, where do you think it stops? No one knows. Now, Eric, you on, I thought he had a good conference call. Good in that the company's not falling apart. But I'll tell you, David, this is right in your wheelhouse. The understated thing that should have been talked about was the 5.9 acquisition. I think it could have, 5.9 had a really great quarter. They would not pay up. It was a stock deal. And I think it was a strategic mistake to walk right. away from. It was a stock deal, and they wouldn't pay up because the stock had fallen so much that the overall value right. to five nine shareholders was but significantly they, less, some cash? and therefore they voted it down. They could have thrown in some cash. A lot they of could cash. have thrown in potentially cash. They could have increased the 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 ratio or and or put a collar around it. There's some things they right. could have tried to do to save the deal, and in fact, there were expectations they would. They didn't. And uh, uh, Trollope has no expectations of anything ever coming back. Their right. quarter was amazing at 5.9. And 5.9 is a contact center. So what you'd be doing is that would be a way to be able to get a much more large-scale business. They had a lot of small, medium-sized business. That's not what people are looking for. They're looking for big enterprise contracts, which are much more valuable. They did not have enough big enterprise contracts. They do have a lot of cash. Yeah. Uh, but the fact is, David, this is not DocuSign, which has managed to transition. There are a lot of people in this business. Uh, and then you well, can take a look, right, 5.9 yeah. has performed better. But, Jim, what about Microsoft, I guess, becomes the question, and Teams, and the competition that, that really poses, the, particularly in the enterprise. Microsoft can lose a huge amount of money on Teams, which they're not, and eviscerate everybody else. Microsoft has great growing gross margins uh, because of their core business. Mm. Now, that, this is one that is, again, it's very, very inflated. But... If it's going to deliver better gross margins and better revenues, it's still going to go higher. Yeah. If it comes in, you come back and you buy this one because this one is not going to miss. People don't sell it much yeah. either. And by the way, retail is not as bad as what people are doing the stocks. So okay, don't dump everything. All right, we won't. We'll get a chance to talk a lot more about stocks. I want to talk about the stock market. We you, will. You uh, earlier blacklisted me for we, talking about we've things. Got, like, we've got the opening bell coming we up. We have to go, Dan. Yeah, we do have to go. By the way, always keep in mind, remember, never forget, You can catch us anytime, anywhere. Listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. The CDC and the State Department warning Americans against traveling to Germany and Denmark due to COVID outbreaks in those countries. CDC raising its travel recommendation to level four, very high. State says do not travel. Advisories are in place for both nations. Uh, J.P. Morgan's got some work out. Meantime, this morning, guys, on the Netherlands, says that the current pace... Uh, they'll reach historic hospitalization in 11 days. Well, it is amazing. When I was over in Italy, they've, you know, they've cracked it, mandatory. And that does it. Uh, my wife was in Portugal, mandatory. That does it. These countries are kind of like Florida, where it seems like there are many constituents who just say, you, you can't make us do anything. Yeah, and yet they go for a flu shot. So I, I think that these are self-inflicted. Our Dr. Eric Topol, a must-follow, a must-follow, is talking about all of the needless deaths worldwide. Needless, because we have an ability to stop the deaths. David, it is almost, it's so counterintuitive what's happening. 
it's not something we would have expected a year ago, I think it's fair to say. When we were just, when we knew the vaccines were efficacious, but we hadn't yet had them approved. Right. Uh, and we were waiting, and everybody was waiting, and I think we thought by this time we would have um, a vast majority of right. Americans and people in other countries, uh, certainly Western uh, or uh, advanced, uh, advanced economies, uh, vaccinated. And that's not been fully no. the case. Do you understand why? I think we all know why. There's just resistance to it. There's a lot of misinformation. No, but I meant why in terms of science. Is there... What is the science that people, let's say I, I had a flu shot yesterday. I mean, they're like, what, 55% yeah. accurate? Yeah. And I had it? What, what, what was the point of that versus a 96%? Well, obviously I don't want the flu. But you know, this thing is, it's a marvel. I mean, when I was out west, when people, I asked people, what do you know that's interesting? What has happened? What's good? It's always, the vaccines are perfect. And yet it doesn't matter. Uh, well, and also encouraging data on the antivirals, and we'll see when those finally come around for good, how much that helps. Uh, by the way, three million people got their booster on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and, t- and the TSA today, five straight days of two million plus well, passengers. Look, I think that people have to, though, this is, I, this is as political as I'll get. When you get your booster, go do things. That, that's the point. The point is not to get the booster and stay at home and watch Netflix and play video games. You get the booster, resume your life. That's the point of the booster. But, eh. Yeah, get boosted. Uh, Jim, David, and I have all got it done. Uh, there's the opening bell and the CNBC real-time exchange. At the big board, it's Banco Bradesco, based in Brazil, celebrating 20 years at the NASDAQ. It's Movember, a charity focusing on men's health. All right. So then, given what we just talked about regarding vaccination rates and travel, you think some of these travel names hang in? Yes, I do. You do? Yes, I do. I think that uh, they hang in and then they go much higher because, well, what we've got here is a, a, a what, who do we have? We have Gottlieb, we have Tobel. It, it, it is tra- terrible what's happening. I remember last week when Gottlieb said we're going to have uh, herd immunity, the worst kind, you know, because it, basically that's a an admission that nothing were that no one took the vaccines. I want to make a statement that the retail stocks, all which are down, is, is foolish. I mean, they're not all bad. Uh, look at that. See this one. The airlines. The airlines know that this is transitory. Well, you just heard you the numbers from Carl. I mean, those numbers are pretty impressive numbers. They are in terms of TSA. Look, I just th- I think that people are 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 going to regret selling things here. Because what happens if you have a couple, when you look at those booster numbers, if you get uh, what you have in Italy here, which is that people resumed their lives, you're going to be regretting that you sold Abercrombie and Fitch. You'll regret that you sold Best Buy, which everyone's decided is awful. I have Gap stores on tonight. I mean, I guess they're awful too, right? Uh, I, I don't know. I'd like to, I mean... Abercrombie was in line, gross margins in line, yeah. new buyback. They said the holiday was promising. I like to go. I thought you'd buy ANF. Now, I will say when I was at Banana Republic last week, there was a gentleman next to me who stole a sweater. Uh, and, you know, I asked the, do you want to do anything about that? And they called the police. The police, like, write it up. And that's the new world, David. I mean, yeah. it's an unfortunate, unfortunate world. world. You, know? Uh, you know, when it comes you, to things know. like Best Buy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the stock did rocket from, let's call it, in, in October, 
from 106 up to 135. Right. And see, they all have the same chart. Uh, they all went up so too high, they and rocketed. now they're, like, trying to hold. Yeah. So, to be fair, it's only coming down to, what, 117? I don't know where Well, I know. I mean, look, right NVIDIA is the same chart. Yeah, 118. So, I, Well, um, I do think that Corey Barry's done a fantastic job, and there's a price that you want to pay. And I'm saying that the price is probably down 20. I'll take that shot down 20. Now, it is a shot, though. I, I, I'm not saying, look, it's, I'm just saying that you want to start buying because she's going to be on. What time is she on? 10, 15, somewhere. Well, when you listen to her, you're going to say, why did I sell it? She's a very strong, smart executive, and you're throwing away a stock where she figured out the supply chain two years ago and invested a fortune. Yeah. Same thing as William Stone, thrown it away. Operating margin uh, was in line. Same day delivery up 400%. That's interesting. But do people even listen? They just, they're just selling. I think it's a mistake, but I also recognize that it could be, I could be wrong all day. People who are selling Best Buy right here, there's, Dave, you VWAP, you know, like you sell it and then the broker's trying to prove that they got a better price. So they knock it down at the end of the day in order to be able to say, hey, I got, I got you at an average of 120. Speaking of knocking things down, I mean, NVIDIA, okay. to your point, yesterday this time was an $860 billion market cap, and now it's $790. Well, it so it lost $70 billion in market value. Nothing happened other than I went there. You did go there. Yeah. Uh, but NVIDIA did turn around, to your point. Um, but well, th- again, it's been parabolic, though. I mean, these things, right. well, they have so to Well, so has Home Depot been parabolic. Yeah. Parabolic moves will always get repealed. There's no time... You know what the greatest parabolic moves were? Apparently Going into the Gulf cause... War number one with the oil companies. Oh, yeah. And the moment that the war started, those things just cratered. A parabolic, parabolic move is dangerous. Now, there's some stocks of companies that are doing so well that you don't know how to value. How do you value NVIDIA, which is doing incredibly well? Uh, I think you would be the one to answer that question. I think the answer is, is that you just don't buy it, but you don't sell it. When do you get back in? They're going to beat the numbers. But I don't like they had, a great, they had an incredible quarter and actually one that was was met positively, which well, is they, rare in this well, was because it, given they, how much it had run up into the quarter, I think there was an expectation they, it might sell off. It didn't. They beat by about five hundred million. But then you had yesterday that move we talked about with a lot of well that reversal to sell with somehow that, people expecting perhaps that Brainerd would have yeah. uh, gotten the top job and therefore be even more dovish. So, although, well, it shouldn't have been where it is. I mean, that's David. They call that an island reversal. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's in its most dangerous uh, chart in the book. When you have an island reversal spike in it. Unless Powell takes on sort of the Erdogan, you know, goes the other way. 20% inflation and we're going to lower rates. It's interesting. Well, I'll tell you, in 1988, I owned the, the Turkish largest. The Turkish lira, by the way, has I owned, been crushed. I owned Arcelic, okay, which was their Whirlpool. The Turkish Whirlpool. And every day I came in, it was doing fine. Every day. Well, but the currency was devalued by 50%. So I actually owned half of what I thought I owned. And I, like, was crying. I was a little baby. Real tears? Hey, he's Real still tears? a baby now. Was there, no, crocodile tears. Oh, they were cro- Did people come over and make fun of you? Was this a Goldman? No, I was, I was oh, on was my it, own. Oh, you were at the hedge fund? Yeah, I felt that Arsenic was the way to go. And Yappy Credit, you know, the Bank of America of Turkey? See, when they make those things, it sounds so seductive. Like, the, you know, your, your account executive equation is, Jim, I know you like Bank of America. Have you heard of Yappy Credit? That's the Turkish Bank of America. Ooh, I'll take some of that. We'd, we'd love your business. I'd like you to get you to, to comment on Dollar Tree, because they beat by a penny, but gross margins were the, the lowest since 95, according to Bespoke. Uh, they guide below, Jim. 
I think it's time, bananas. For, it's time for an activist to get in there, David, really change things. See, they get the bad number. The activist has ammo. So then the stock goes higher. It's true. Right? And you're close to that activist, right? It was Welling, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I, no, I'm not close to it. No? No. Well, I mean, no, who, 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 yeah. that activist correctly, Family Dollar. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, they, they bought this chain. Family Dollar is a bad reputation versus Dollar Tree. Why not rename? But they've never done that. Some people still feel they haven't consolidated enough. Now, my Dollar Tree is spectacular. You could eat off the floor. Not that I necessarily want to do that. Right. But uh, I, I think that it's catch up against the Dollar Gem, which has been an extraordinary stock. And I happen to think that the Dollar Tree management should have been given a little bit of chance. They're not even been in there very long. Oh, my God. Activision Blizzard's going up? Does that what actually happened? happen? I know. In the event of a blizzard by Activision Blizzard? Uh, well, they did announce a... Um, Change at the top there? A workplace responsibility committee that will oversee Wait new policies. Wait a second. What is that, like the Soviet style? I don't know. <laughs> uh, and seek to eliminate harassment. Uh, Don Ostroff's going to be chairman. I am so against harassment. And Don Ostroff, uh, of course, we know well from uh, Spotify. Content asked? Uh, right. Yeah, probably. They have come out strong. how she ever ended have they up come out strongly? Story, but... Is it a strong commitment um, to anti-arrest? Well, they say it's clear that current circumstances demand increased board engagement. The and issue had been that maybe the board had... They go on to say that this has been a challenging time across yeah, the company, true. but the board is confident in the actions that are underway. So, yes, the board is trying to show that it is actually stepping up here a bit, uh, which is something we've been focused on in part because they yeah. seemed so willing to just... I are you, guess, for are lack you of familiar a better term, with the rubber stamp, whatever right. Mr. Kodak was doing. Are, are you familiar um, with the North Korean workplace responsibility? They can, they can also hire outside independent counsel if they choose to do so. Well, that's what I've been waiting for. When you look in these, situa- done it, Jim. In these situations, I, I'm going to describe what happens in situations. They call you in and they say, you know what, Bobby? And I like Bobby. He's been on the show. I think he's fabulous. Oh, he's- so I don't He's an amazing executive. One of the I've known him But you say, hey, Bobby, you ought to hire. Maybe you ought to hire your own counsel. And then it begins. But this one was the board. When the board immediately affirmed him, that meant, no, oh, you're with us. And that was the interesting part of this. By the way, the stock, that is the first time we've seen a And you think Ostroff is a, what, you can't? A, no, I think she's a serious person, without a doubt. Um, the, com- the committee is empowered to retain outside consultants or advisors, including independent legal counsel to assist. Hey, speaking of outside consultants, remember when Macy's, last week, Macy's said, look, we may explore uh, yeah, splitting their business. Well, yeah, I, I've spoken to a number of people who are in this business, and they reminded me, Carl, that when you want to have an omnichannel that can compete with Amazon, you got to spend a lot of money. Well, and, you know, reminds a me a bit of about of Target today, a report that they are poaching engineers to try to leapfrog Amazon Go over at Target. Well, I think you just stick to your knitting. I mean, that's... That was a good quarter. Everyone just got too excited. They got too bold up. How's Walmart doing? <laughs> Walmart, my Chapel Trust owns it. Back to its old ways. I was, I was furious last week, okay, because Chapel Trust owns it. You call the company. Oh, you're dug and Yes, they can't pass on. But then you step back and you say, would you go shop at a, would you get more loyalty if you heard prices were lower at Walmart? Would you stick with them after the cycle? And I think that Doug McMillan made a case that it's a fungible world, but you might go to Walmart. I have a fabulous Walmart. I mean, a fabulous Walmart. But I, uh, the idea that they, why couldn't they give you a little extra for the shareholders? Yeah, yeah. that's like a, the two 
two big mouths to feed, uh, the shareholder and the customer. There's but no the doubt family sticks by Doug, and the family is committed to price cutting. And I think that's noble. Their, their slogan is literally everyday low prices. David, you know what that is? Everyday low prices? I do. Have you ever bought any closer? I think I have. Now, I know that they say, listen, most of our stuff is made in America, but that's because they have a huge grocery business. Because a lot of their stuff seems to be made in uh, East Asia. I think uh, from an apparel perspective, that's probably true right. of a lot of places, but yes. Yeah. Uh, but they are the largest grocer still, I believe, in the United States, okay. correct? Uh, yes, they are the largest grocer. Uh, now, I, just in terms of this phenomenon of China, I had a company called uh, with the symbol Cook on last night. I don't know if you guys ever use a Traeger. It's one of the absolute greatest grills, okay? Now, they doubled down on China, uh, second factory, but you can't, you have to use containers. And the container numbers, let me talk about 2,000 versus, say, 30,000. So the Traeger grills are stuck on a boat somewhere, or yeah. what? Yeah, but boy, you know, there's a Traeger family. They call it the Traegerhood. I don't know if you have. I remember when they, didn't they go public here not that long ago? Yeah, it's right fantastic. after Weber, didn't they? It's it was fantastic. Weber than Traeger. Yeah. Jeremy Andrus? Yeah. yeah, it's Weber than Trey. There's all these companies that kind of nobody really wants right now. But you, you, know? you want them. Oatly? David, that's the Oatly. It's time for, is it too Trader early for Oatly? Oatly. Where, well, I'm how? just saying these were these brands. They, they came out. And yep. People are like, what happened to that Oatly? Is that, is that the investment club Oatly? Let me see. Dude. No, that said Boeing. No, it's not. That said by Boeing. Yeah, it said by Boeing. Which is not doing too bad today, along with some of the airlines. Thank heavens. When we come back, we'll get to talk about shares of Medtronic. Under some pressure, company posts a revenue miss, lowers guidance uh, due to COVID and staffing challenges. And we'll talk with the CEO. Check on the bonds as well. Uh, you got the 30-year back above, the long bond back above two. Ten-year was at uh, 167 earlier this morning. That's about a one-month high. Uh, equity's not moving around a whole lot, but you got the VIX back above almost close to 20. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Squawk on the Street. Rick Santelli here live at CME HQ with our November preliminary read on market PMIs. 59.1 is our preliminary November read on manufacturing, sequentially following in October 58.4. 57.0 on the service PMI. That is a bit less than expected and sequentially less then October's 58.7. And if we look at the composite, 56.5, also a miss, and sequentially lower than our last look at 57.6. Now, our PMIs are closer to 60 than many of the European PMIs that came out today, but they did all accelerate sequentially uh, ahead of their October reads. We want to pay close attention here as 30-year bonds are hovering at 2% and 10-year note yields are hovering at 164%. Squawk on the Street will return after these messages. Medtronic lowering its full-year outlook, citing COVID healthcare staffing challenges. Joining us now, Chairman and CEO Jeffrey Martha. Uh, Jeffrey, I, I read every line, uh, cardiovascular, uh, medical surgery, surgical, neuroscience, diabetes, and I say, why, sh- why should I own your stock? Uh, you gave us very little reason to do so. Maybe you can make a better case than I see from these numbers. Well, look, first of all, Jim, the last quarter, you know, although we faced some headwinds on uh, the the staffing shortages and nursing shortages, we continued to um, invest in uh, technology. So we had the largest uh, R&D increase this year in the company's history, over $2.7 billion into R&D. A number of these are breakthrough, uh, you know, therapies. 
We have uh, 180 product approvals over, I'm sorry, 180 product approvals over the last year and about 250 clinical trials going on right now. So, and a lot of these are, like I said, breakthrough therapies. So in addition to that, from a competitive standpoint, we gain share in, uh, you know, nearly every business uh, that we have with one or two exceptions. So competitively, we're doing well. We're investing for when these market dynamics pass. We're going to, we're, we're very well positioned uh, for when these dynamics pass to do well. I agree with that, but you and I have spoken about diabetes. You told me that that was something you could address and fix. You haven't. Uh, we've spoke about robotics, a segment I like very much. It turns out uh, there are issues there, uh, which are supply chain issues. And these things have to be corrected, sir. This is just too good right. an opportunity for you right now. Look, I, look, I couldn't agree more. So first of all, on diabetes, you know, we have the products out there. They're just not in the largest market in the world right now in the U.S. So. We're working, uh, we're in very uh, you know, active dialogue with the FDA to get our new pump, our new sensor with no finger sticks, our new uh, infusion sets that go with the system. Uh, it's the best performing pump right now in the world. We just got to get it in the U.S. And, and you'll see, you'll start to see our diabetes turn, uh, diabetes business turn around. In addition on the robot, right? Uh, you know, look, as you know, there's, there's one uh, robotic company out there in Surgery Intuitive, and they've been, have a, been out there by themselves for the last 20 years. We're the the, the 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 meaningful second player coming into the market. Uh, we just got CE Mark. Um, we're continuing to do. We're getting great feedback from surgeons. Uh, we're getting more regulatory filings around the world. We're going to start our U.S. clinical trial here any day. And look, we're going to be a meaningful second player. Yeah, there's some supply chain issues and some, you know, it, that we're working through here. You know, but we're really optimizing. We're really prioritizing that surgeon experience. When they use our robot, which is called Hugo, by the way, for the first time, it's got to be a good experience. This is a huge market opportunity that you know we're going to capitalize on. Uh, Jeffrey, you mentioned supply chain issues. You spent a lot of time on the call as well, though, talking about nursing shortages in the U.S. You mentioned it very briefly at the top of your remarks here in answer to Jim. But give us a little more sense here. How serious is this? How long do you expect these shortages to continue and potentially impact your business? So the, supply, the, the nursing shortages in our fiscal Q2, which we just reported on today, that has been the bigger issue, especially in the United States. We don't see it as much outside the U.S., and it has impacted cases. And then our guidance, uh, uh, you, know, you know, over the next quarter, uh, you know, is a bit, you know, I think appropriately conservative, given the level of uncertainty. You know, so it's hard to predict when these nursing shortages are going to end. But hospitals are really, they're, they're, they're one, they're paying more for their, uh, for their nurses. They're moving cases to uh, surgery centers where there's less overnight stays and less staffing requirements. They're adopting uh, remote technology, some of which comes from Medtronic. So they're working it aggressively, but there is a level of uncertainty uh, over the next quarter. Uh, but I think you know, within you know, the next six months, I think you'll, you'll see this pass. But over the next quarter, I'd say there's some uncertainty and that's reflected in our guidance. I will point out though, we still did hit our, beat our EPS, an operational beat and held our EPS for the year. Okay, so uh, let's get some uh, actual figures here. Uh, brain modulation up uh, mid-20s, which I thought was terrific. Uh, coronary and renal uh, denervation, which you've told me over and over again, you're the expert, mid-single digits. There are some things that are working, cardiovascular, structural heart, where you know that there are no problems. Uh, you, you don't want to have a, something go wrong with your heart uh, uh, despite COVID. So it's clear you've got some some businesses where that if you have to have it, you're winning. Right. Look, like I said before, competitively, we had a, a really strong quarter, again, gaining share in almost all of our businesses. 
Um, and this is re really due to the innovation that the 180 product approvals I'm talking about. Uh, you brought up a few. We just launched a new uh, heart valve, uh, Evolute FX, which is our which is our transcatheter heart valves, which is you know the the big biggest growth market in med tech right now. So um, yeah, so that's why we're we're bullish here, Jim and and, and David is is the, is the strength of the products across uh, our portfolio across a wide range of healthcare procedures. We've got some gaps right now, like we said, diabetes. But like I said, you can see those products in, in Europe and Latin America performing so well. They'll get to the U.S. and get our diabetes business going again. Yeah, I mean, you can be bullish. We understand that you're investing in the business, but it, uh, until we get past COVID in a real way, it would just seem as though you're still facing a lot of uncertainty, aren't you? Uh, I mean, cases and potentially, unfortunately, hospitalizations rising in Europe, maybe here as right. well. That can't help either, can it? No, it, it can't. I mean, look, I think the Europe situation, that's, that's relatively new. Like our OUS markets performed very well last quarter. So a couple of bright spots, like our emerging markets grew uh, 16% last quarter. Europe had strong growth as well. Overall, outside the U.S., we grew 6%. And and uh, I don't think the, we'll see how it plays out in Europe, but there's high levels of vaccinations there. And uh, I, I think they haven't seen the staffing shortage that we're seeing in the U.S. And that's really been been the issue. So hopefully over the next couple of months, we'll we'll resolve these things and, and get back to, to doing cases. And, you know, but even even despite this overhang, like Jim, you, you pointed out, uh, our neuromodulation business, DBS, you know, that's an area that we have, you know, 65, 70% market share already. Uh, we grew 21% last quarter, again, because these new, this, what we've talked about, Jim, this closed loop therapy, you know, that, that personalizes therapy for Parkinson's uh, is having an unbelievable impact. And despite all these headwinds, grew 21%. And uh, we took, you know, 10, you know, 10 points of, of uh, new implant growth in that space alone. And, and, and we're going, you know, business by business, and focused on category leadership in each one. So when these issues pass, you know, we're gonna be in a, in, a, in a really good spot. I think that's absolutely true. Uh, I was hoping that it would have passed earlier, so would you, but you, you have the best products. I think it is just a matter of time. I wanna thank you so much for coming on. Jeff, you come on whether it's good or bad, and I really like that, I, and I think it's gonna be very good when this runs clear. Right. Thank you. Okay, thank you Jeff, guys, Martha. appreciate it. Sure, thank you. Thank CEO you. of Medtronic, which by the way is a great company, and there's too much elective for them right now. People uh, stayed away from the hospital again. Didn't count on it. Yep. None of us counted on it. Uh, it's definitely uh, turning out to be a longer run dynamic than we expected. Jim, what's tonight? Okay, all of the retailers are going down. I think Gap Stores is going to have a pretty good number. We got Gap on tonight. Uh, Enrique Lourdes is delivered, delivered, delivered HP. It sells at eight times earnings. And Paul Pullman, I want to, you know, ESG, and David, you'll absolutely love this. I mean, this is talking about, say, the Kraft Heinz uh, turned down. Unilever worked out better. Yeah, yeah. Paul says that you shouldn't just be cutting to grow, but you should be giving to ESG. He's right. He was early and committed when it came to ESG. Right. He's got a good book out. And I like the book. It starts out with Kraft Heinz. Very. David's right. You're real horse. I'm going to recommend it to you for Thanksgiving reading. Okay, I How's will. Turkey doing? Turkey the country, not so well. How about Turkey, your turkey? We're working on it. Okay. Working on it. See you tonight, Jim. Mad Money, 6 p.m. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. 
That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.